If you guys could bring back any defunct mall business, what would it be? We're about to date ourselves so bad. Big time. Um, I mean, I would say, oh, this is tough. I hope you guys didn't pick mine. I would think like anything that's like FYE or Sam Goodies. Like I really liked going to those kind of stores and browsing CDs or cassette tapes actually. Um, and the posters and everything. Like I liked that whole experience. And I know they're still around, but they're mostly like merch shops now where they so sell physical like, entertainment. Yeah. Like they, they don't sell music at FYE anymore. Like, yeah. FYE is just a wall of Funko Pops at this point. Yeah. Funko Pop like outlet. Sam Goody. Yeah. That was the other one there was more but i think camelot camelot yes. music yeah my store had a sam goody and then it turned my store my mall had a sam goody which then turned into an fye which i don't know what it is now empty probably the store i want back mark is the hologram store do you guys remember those those no. little like pop-up stores that basically sold the framed holograms you remember those X-Men issues? Yes. The Fatal Attractions issues where they had like the little square cards that were like the yeah. hologram? There used to be stores that sold nothing but that. And that was their entire thing. And you could walk in, it was poorly lit, and each one was lit up, and you could stand right in front of it. And it was like a Coke can, um, a lamp. And it was a holograms of these little simple objects. And then they sold for like 200 bucks or something like that. They were very expensive. Uh, in my hometown, the store was called Holograms Unlimited, and nobody ever bought a fucking thing. They just walked <laughs> through and looked at it and was like, that's really rad. And I don't know how they stayed in business. I never saw anyone buy one either, but they were around for years. I don't think my mall had this store. Um, it's look. So we're watching an ad for one. Uh, it's pretty amazing, to be honest. It does remind me of those cards, though, and I still have my X Men cards from like the early and mid '90s. And I remember I have we need all. We talk after this because I have some that. Yeah, I'm Yeah, I have for. three binders full. Uh, oh man! So uh, let's do some trading. I do remember those days too. I took all the hologram ones out and put them in special extra protective coating, like with the hard case for your cards, <laughs> as opposed to just the plastic sheets, because um, I knew these were going to be worth some shit. If you're not quite sure what we're talking about, if if you think back to the 80s toys that would have almost like the finger uh, heat sensitive pressure, the color would kind of look like that, only 3D-esque. Like, like, an, or, like an orange or green something. hue. And basically, yeah. depending on which way you looked at it, it would shift. And it was it was just a hologram of a simple object. And as time went on, they had ones that were almost like a lampshade that would rotate and the image would move. So it'd be like a woman who would actually be moving through as it rotated. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, they were great, man. I miss those stores. So that was my answer also. But I will throw in my two follow-ups is I really miss Walden Books because oh, yeah. I always went there to go look at the comics and just browse the books. And my other one was the Magic Eye poster stores. Oh. Do you remember Magic Eye? <laughs> of yeah. course. Cross your eyes and then give yourself a headache and <laughs> see this weird 3D image. I feel like Magic Eye was around the same times as the holograms, but I think it was like the holograms took over with the Magic Eyes. Yeah. The Magic Eyes opened the door for the holograms to get through. Yeah. You know, Magic Eyes, would you say, walked so holograms could run? <laughs> <laughs> I um, I also miss EB Games and just the general big box game, like PC games, uh, one, children. PC games used to come in boxes. You didn't just download them from the internet. And they used to come in these big boxes that were just chock full with just junk really but it was the best junk it was cardboard like, it was nothing but cardboard and, and like one cd it was yes yeah, so near the end but like in the prime time like i remember i got the Baldur's gate box and it came with 
not one, but two manuals. One was spiral bound and was more, it was written from the in-game perspective. And there was a more traditional manual. There were maps. I mean, oh, those were the peak times of gaming. Memories. <laughs> and we're all old. Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk podcast. My name is Mark, again joined by Garrett and John. Fellas, how are we doing today? Pretty, pretty good. I'm tired. Man, I've been tired lately. Yeah, I'm tired too. What Have you tried sleeping? Not yet. <laughs> ah. the, the fastest remedy to, to being tired, yes, <laughs> sleep. Well, I'm tired. I've been trying to find a house, and this whole process is very exhausting. When we know where he lives, we'll be sure to give out the address on yes, the show. Please. There'll be an open house. Bring me all of your uh, welcoming gifts. What, don't they do that? You move yeah. in the house, people bring Housewarming. you Housewarming. Exciting. One, two, three, four, Mockingbird Lane. Uh, that's where <laughs> Mark lives, so yes, send him your live. crap. Well, what have you guys been up to since last time? Um, Not a whole lot, to be honest. Working mostly. Um, to continue my trend of talking about non-horror things on this podcast, I started watching Stein's Gate, which is an anime based on a visual novel that apparently somehow there's a video game that also plugs into all this. I don't know if the video game was first, then the graphic novel, That's then the anime. That's just good cross-promotion right there. Um, or, you know, what order these things happened in. Well, okay, I do know the anime is based off Welcome the Welcome back to old man John rambles about what's been going on in his life. Like, you know, in the store, I worked at the mall. I've been watching this TV show. It's got a book. It's got a movie. I don't know what these kids are into. Well, now. and we were tying onions to our belt, as was the style at the time. Uh, with all that being said, Steingate, very interesting. It's on Hulu. Watch it or don't. I don't know. That's my recommendation for you. Watch it or don't. Garrett? I went and saw Bad Boys for Life, speaking of horror movies. <laughs> no, I saw Bad Boys for Life. That was awesome. I recommend it. Great action flick. If you like the first two Bad Boys, you're going to love the hell out of this one. Um, I saw a couple trailers for stuff that look crazy. There's a, a new movie called The Unnatural with one of the kids from um, Stranger Things. That looks pretty interesting. I'm going to go see Gretel versus Hansel. <laughs> Gretel versus Hansel. Is it a versus movie? Yeah. The showdown you've been waiting yeah. for. Gretel and Hansel. Did Give me back my candy, Gretel. Oh. <laughs> Did they just reverse the names and call it new? Yeah. Have you oh, not okay. seen the trailer? No, I have not Dude, seen Dude, I think it looks fantastic. Like, I don't really go for Grimm's fairy tales that much, but this one looks like it's going to be dark and twisted. And it's got the lady from Silent Hill who played the zealot. Mm. Leader, she plays the witch. She's a good, crazy person. And it so. also has the uh, the 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 kid actress from It Chapter Two for Beverly. Like she's Gretel. Oh, okay. Mm. So I'm I'm on board. I think the trailer looks great. Casting seems strong. That come as of the time of recording. I think it comes out this Thursday. Well, with that being said, let's get into today's movie. We're talking about Killbots from 1986. No, we're talking about Chopping Mall. It was originally called Killbots we're, when we're, it came out. We're in the calling theater. it Chopping Mall. Killbots. This is what the poster says. Is a more accurate portrayal of what this movie is. There's no chopping involved. That's true. I didn't see a single chop or a chop-like action. Well, they changed the name because... Not a karate chop, not a pork chop. Evidently, people were going to see it thinking it was like a Transformers-type movie, and um, it was not. Yes, Killbots equals Autobots. Yeah, what? Well, evidently, like, the director was saying that, like, or somebody was, like, I think it was the director was saying, like, people were going to see it, and they had a completely misconception of what it was based off the name, so they changed it to Chopping Mall and re-released it in theaters, and it did much better as Chopping Mall. 
According to what I read on some IMDb trivia, and who knows if you can trust anything that's listed on the internet anywhere, but it said that the title was recommended by a janitor. Okay. That actually, that actually is legit. I, I own the Blu-ray of Chopping Mall, okay. and I watched a bunch of the behind-the-scenes stuff and a bunch of the interviews with people, including an interview with one of the robots. What? It's 10 questions with the robots. Oh, God. And it is bad shit insane. Um, is it from the 80s, or did they redo it for the Blu-ray? I think that the director came back and like redid it for oh, the Blu-ray. <laughs> well, that means they still have these robots in storage somewhere. Actually, they have a behind-the-scenes feature oh. with one of the guys who owns the only intact working robot the rest are in pieces or don't exist anymore wow so they actually have a little interview with like the number one chopping mall fan and he shows like all this stuff that he's gathered over time and he even invited a director to come help fix the robot he has in his garage it's crazy mad props to being the number one chopping mall fan he probably lives next door to that guy that owns the original metronic uh you know showbiz pizza band <laughs> oh <laughs> what, yeah what are they called the, the rock of fire explosion there you go yeah doesn't that guy live here in town oh god i don't know that oh. was a pretty interesting documentary but that's neither here nor there yeah, um, you guys should check out the behind-the-scenes stuff for Chopping Mall. It is, it's pretty robust. I'm just going to take your word for it, to be honest here. Okay. <laughs> I, if you lend me the Blu-ray, I'll watch some okay. of that stuff. Okay. I, I'm not going to go seek out the Blu-ray. Um, this one was produced by Julie Corman. That's the wife of Roger Corman. Oh. You will actually see a Roger Corman film featured in this movie, Attack of the Killer Crabs from 1957. And this one was directed by Jim Wynarski. Now, this isn't the first time we've talked about him on this podcast. You may have forgotten, but he's the man that directed Shark and Saw Women's Prison Massacre. Are you kidding me? Get no, out of it's here. the same man. Um, also, if you recall, he did a lot of erotic horror spoofs uh, like Alabama Jones and the oh, Busty that's Crusade. Right. He's the one that's got like a ton of them, right? Yeah, the Bear Winch instead of Blair Witch. You know what? Stuff like that. Knowing that, now I understand the amount of nudity and boobs and ass shots in this film. Well, it was a Corman film. And Corman films were known for this kind of stuff. So I think this is probably his highest like, regarded <laughs> film. If you go back and look at all of his movies that he's done. Uh, he did also do Deathstalker 2. Yes. Which they actually use some of the music from this movie in the beginning of Deathstalker 2. It's yeah. the same music. Perfect segue because... For the record, this music slaps. Love <laughs> oh, this soundtrack. This is like some John Carpenter level shit. They act, there's, there's a behind the scenes interview with the guy who did the music. Well, the guy did the music, A plus, great work. <laughs> so I said it might be his highest accolade, but I'll just rattle off a couple more he's really known for. Screwballs from 1983, uh, The Return of the Swamp Thing, oh, wow. Sorority House Massacre 2, Beastmaster 2, Through the Portal of Time. 976 Evil 2. I haven't even seen the original yet. I didn't think that I didn't know there was a sequel. Isn't that that Robert England movie? Yeah, yeah. 976 yeah. Evil is the Robert England one. When there's a horror sequel to be done, they tap this guy <laughs> this right guy away, dude. <laughs> he's not the first at the door, but he's definitely the second. <laughs> we need a low budget, shittier version with more boobs. I know the guy. <laughs> but this guy's, uh, you know, directing credits are like 180 plus. The like, man works. Yeah, he's been working since. Day one in 1982, and he's still going. Well, mad props. I respect the hustle. He's currently working on, I guess, a, a franchise known as the Dog Gone. He did a Dog Gone Christmas and a Dog Gone Hollywood in 2017. <laughs> Look, if Air Bud can do it, this guy can do it. <laughs> wow. Right. Uh, this one stars Kelly Maroney as Allison Parks, Tony O'Dell as Ferdy Mizell, Russell Todd as Rick Stanton, Carrie Emerson as Linda Stanton, 
Barbara Crampton as Susie Lynn. This will be our fourth Barbara Crampton film. And we still haven't even done Reanimator, which is probably her most famous movie. We're Crampton fans. Nick Seagal as Greg Williams. John Terleski as Mike Brennan. Susie Slater as Leslie Todd. Paul Bartell as Paul Bland. Mary Waranov as Mary Bland. And Dick Miller, love you, Dick Miller, as Walter Paisley. R.I.P. Dude. Now, I will say that this movie really wasted their Dick Miller. Big time. Big waste of the dick. He's very upset that he died in like one scene and he, that was it for him. Well, I have some inform- information about Dick Miller and also in the beginning scene, we'll, we'll get to in a minute, yeah. those two smarmy uh, shop owners, the people on the restaurant, those two characters and Dick Miller's character are actually characters from other Roger Corman movies where they reprise their roles of those characters in this movie. Hmm. So they actually stole characters from other Roger Corman movies and put them in this movie just to give them cameos. <laughs> I think it would have been better with more Dick Miller. That's all I'm saying. I, I 100% agree. Right. Is it, what never is it do. better with more Dick Miller? Know, he's like, <laughs> Can you have too much Dick <laughs> no. Miller? No. Never. <laughs> yeah, never, I, would, never. I would have hoped he would have ran into this group of teens played by 30-year-olds and led them. Uh, right, as the leader. As the leader, yes. Hey, you dumb teens, quit having sex in that mattress store and let's go. Right, it would have been like, oh, this is the worst shit I've seen since Nam. You know? <laughs> since great. we're talking about people that we know, did you guys notice that the guy who came in to relieve the first guy in the computer room was the dude from Cabin in the Woods? No, I did not notice that. I'm pretty sure it's the same dude. I mostly noticed that he ate another person's half-eaten donut. Hey, unguarded donut, the sweetest taboo. I'm just saying. Ugh. Don't leave your sweets unguarded around me, guys. Now, I have a question for you two. Now, the 80s was big in robot movies. Who would win one of these chopping mall protectors or Johnny Five? Okay, you're, you're skipping my let's, points that I'm trying let's, to make. Let's, let's, okay. let's <laughs> get to the movie. Well, no, that's, there's a discussion because I've got some questions about how lightning and robots work in the 80s. Oh, for yeah, sure. I don't want a versus question because I have a lot of problems with how similar this fucking movie is to Short Circuit. It <laughs> well, literally is Short movie. Circuit. Yes, it is the same movie. So this movie and Short Circuit both came out in 1986. Get and out. I checked, they're two months apart. This one came out two months before Short Circuit. So I think we're in one of those weird, like... um, Dante's Peak. uh, Yes, Volcano. And then uh, Apocalypse Now and Deep Impact. Like, they two of the same movies. Apocalypse Now? Do you know what Apocalypse Now is? Whatever the stupid Steve There it is. Okay, thank you. I can't get my movies right. The The horror. I'm never going to let you go, Mark. (laughs) Stupid Aerosmith. Uh, Anyway, yeah, I think it's one of those situations where they just came out at the same time and happened to... Like you said, 80s loves its lightning, right? I can't get enough, <laughs> so, man. <laughs> lightning strikes, robots become sentient. Now, the main difference between the two films is that Johnny Five has to start as basically a baby. Yes. And learn his way into being a functioning robot in society. It even carries in the movie, too, where he still he becomes a citizen at the end of two. <laughs> like they recognize him like, OK, you're a, you're a being. You're not just a machine or toy or, you know, a property. Right. So Chopping Mall, lightning strikes and they're just murderous assholes that know everything. Yes. The other thing about I like that Short Circuit did the better movie uh, was like, hey, this is a military robot. So it makes sense for it to have a fucking shoulder laser cannon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Now, who do I think would win? I think it depends when uh, in Johnny Five's lifespan you're okay. talking. Like immediate day one, Johnny's getting taken the fuck <laughs> out. He can't even speak. He doesn't even know. Would you like to be a pepper too? Okay, guys. Okay. I don't know if you know this. I've seen Short Circuit about three hundred thousand times. I'm not going to judge you because Short Circuit, awesome film. 
I legit cried in Short Circuit 2 when they started chopping him up with an axe, dude. I was so I've distraught. Never, I've never seen the sequel. You and oil you, spurting out like blood. Yeah, dude. I was just heartbroken. <laughs> does it hold up? I still no, like them. No, still, it doesn't. I Short Circuit 2 do. does not hold up. The They're first one fine. does. Don't listen Is, to Garrett. Um, They're fine. The uh, second one does <laughs> not hold up. He goes to Radio Shack and rebuilds himself, dude. I love as a it. punk. As, as a punk. punk oh, all right. I'm in now. Is uh, Was it uh, Ali Sheedy? Sheedy? Ali Sheedy. Ali Sheedy. Is she in the second one, too? No. no. Uh, you know who is? No. Uh, Fisher <laughs> Stevens in Indian Face. <laughs> dude, sign? Well, he's, he's in the first one, too. Yeah. Now, uh, no, l- no, legit- you know who's in it? It's the um, it's the dude from, um, oh, God. What's oh, it's his name? Not Better Chris- Call Saul's brother. Not Christopher Guest, uh, the other dude who's in all those movies. Um, sign me up. I don't even need to know. I don't, I'm, I've known he's, enough. He's in Better Call Saul. He's also in Princess, no, not Princess Bride. Um, he's, he's in, in the in- Rock movie with the tiny... Uh, uh, this is good. This God is <laughs> what's the what's the faux documentary on the rock band in the eighties? This is Spinal Tap. Tap. Yeah, he's in that. Yeah, no, he's like he's uh, David God Saint, not David Saint Hubbins. Is that David Saint Hubbins? Fuck, we gotta get IMDb Pause. up really quick. Pause. Can we just talk about these other better movies? <laughs> yeah, I love I love this. <laughs> Michael McKean. There it is. Michael McKean is he, Michael McKean is running a small um, business, and basically he sees a giant Johnny Five, and he sees Fisher Stevens, who is now relocated to New York with Johnny Five, where he's selling little miniature Johnny Fives as <laughs> toys on the street as a street vendor. And then Michael McKean's like, "Hey, I can make this big time. We can make this a whole thing. We're going to get rich quick." And then hilarity ensues that short circuit too it's not that great he left out the part where johnny five gets uh he joins a motorcycle gang and the dos locos and uh, he starts talking about kicking ass they're not motorcycle gang. There's oh a yeah you're gang. right they're stealing car radios so he becomes a hooligan and then he gets uh he gets drafted into robbing a bank so he's drilling a hole under this bank to steal these diamonds at this point i don't know if you're fucking with me or not <laughs> no, this is but... real. so two criminals realize the capability of this robot and trick him by using his knife Nativity, nativity. Yes, I almost said nativity. <laughs> but um, to get him to trick into joining the bank because they they've lost their key and they have to go to the back way. So it's fucking dumb. There's Looney Tunes episodes that make better sense than this fucking second movie. I know what I'm doing this afternoon or this evening. Uh, it's a uh, fucking Spinal Tap two night. <laughs> I think Short Circuit 2 is a phenomenal film. I don't care. Final Tap (laughs) 2? It's a Short Circuit 2 night. That's called Popstar. Never stop, never stop. Dude, while we're talking about any movie, but this one, Popstar's so good. It's so good. Did you see the the little short they did for Spinal Tap called um, Stonehenge? It's like a little 10 minute thing where they actually go visit Stonehenge, where they end up going to Legoland and seeing the tiny (laughs) miniature Stonehenge. Oh Oh. man, it's so good. What movie were we talking about? Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall. Short Circuit. Wow. Johnny Five is, uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, So anyway, yeah, the, uh, I just couldn't get over the differences with this film. And maybe if I'd seen it way back then, it wouldn't be so egregious, but like growing up. They're totally different movies though. But no, but the setup is identical. It is literally identical. Do we really need to go like on two hands, count how many 80s movies that are completely identical? on the premise but yes go know. ahead and start oh god here we go what are they do <laughs> there were people just like us uh in the in the playgrounds of school and in the streets of the 80s debating someone's like you know what dude short circuit totally stole from chopping mall yeah I'm telling you right now y'all don't even know like too bad was, there wasn't was the youtube teenagers. back then it yes. was the teenagers who watched chopping mall before they saw short circuit right. there's chopping mall stands out there <laughs> so actually the robots in uh chopping mall are based on a 1957 film called Gog, G-O-G, um, which I don't know. I've never seen it, but it's a robot on treads with arms, kind of a bulbous head. It's got um, like like wild, wacky, wavy yeah. arms. Huh. But, so um, that's yeah. where the original 
look comes from. Now, what did you think otherwise? Because I thought they looked like mini technodromes from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. Yeah. They do. And I wonder if Laird and Eastman like watch this and be like, that's our base. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the uh, on the Blu-ray, which I'm going to talk about nonstop because I actually spent the time to watch all this nonsense. I'm sorry. Um, no, it was actually fine. It was really informative. Um, there was like a ton of different robot styles. Hmm. Um, one of them had like 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 robotic chest pecs at one point. It was like crazy. There was so many insane <laughs> styles, but they have like a, an interview with the guy who designed them and they talked about how like they went back and forth trying to figure out what they wanted. And this was the design they went on because of the gog when he actually showed them that he's like, Oh, you want something kind of squatty and round? And he's like, yeah, let's do that. Okay. So, um, where did this movie come out in relation to RoboCop? This was before RoboCop. Right? Oh, okay. I think RoboCop was 88 or 87. No way. So. I literally have IMDb open because I've been like looking up all these names that we can't remember. So let's see. 80. RoboCop was 87. Holy shit. Why did you think I was wrong? <laughs> <laughs> well, because you're you. So the mid 80s was just robot utopia. Robotopia. Dude, <laughs> Robotopia. We, we were just convinced that robots were going to be the end of humanity, right? Well, like they were going to take over by lightning strike. When did Terminator happen? 84. That, yeah, that, so oh, that was see, like, oh, no, this, is, this has been around then. Now, when did Rob the Robot get released? <laughs> <laughs> From the Nest Entertainment System? That's the one. It would have come out in 86. <laughs> Look at this. Oh, if you were a robot fan, man. <laughs> if you were a robot in the 80s, the streets were paved with gold, baby. <laughs> I'm just double checking my date. 1984 is Terminator. Yes. All right, so you nailed it. Yeah. Wow. Um, all right, so... So Chopping Mall. <laughs> Other than the premise, Garrett, you're correct. It's not identical to Short Circuit, but the setup is. Now, this takes place in a mall. It's the same mall that they shot Commando in. I don't remember the name of the mall. Do you got that? Uh, Sherman Oaks uh, Galleria. Sherman Oaks Galleria. Um, were you guys mall rats? Like you said, you worked in a mall. Yeah. But was, did you go there for a reason? Like you thought it'd be cool to work in the mall? or No, I thought it'd be cool to work in a movie theater. And a movie theater happened to be in the mall. So uh, that's how I ended up working. Kind of mall adjacent, though. We didn't consider ourselves mall folk. Oh, you were a tier above. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't want to shit on the mall people, but... You, you silly orange Julius clerk. <laughs> um but that's how I ended up working at the mall. But no, I did not go there like on my spare time or anything. I did not want to be around where I worked. Um, that's fair. I would say you're a little bit younger than us, though, aren't you? Yes, I did not okay. capture peak mall as a, as a late '80s, early '90s kid. The mall was officially a hangout. Yeah, it, between like fifth and seventh grade, um, I would go there like every single Friday and stay until close after school. Yeah. Like a friend of mine's dad was a detective, and he would get part time work being you know, mm -hmm. a mall security guy. So we would just go to work with him when he was doing his night shift there and we'd just stay in the mall and wander around until it's time to go home. Yeah, I think that, I mean, it was still going on when I was a kid uh, and like in my teens, but it was, it had already started the decline that, you know, it, it is now. It wasn't the, the the tour de force that it was in the mid 80s. No, it was no uh, uh, mall rats. But I also worked at the mall as I got older. And I will say that, that that group of people never goes away. There's always people that just want to hang out at the mall. There still is to this day. Sometimes uh, Mark and I go see movies at the mall. And you guys and just kick it with the kids and no, hang out at the mall. We're just like, wow, this is surprisingly busy. Yeah, we're, we're always just in awe of like how many people are there. Like, why aren't they all on Amazon? Yeah, like, what are you <laughs> doing here? But apparently it's hanging out in the food court. <laughs> yeah, but that's cool. Well, let's go ahead and get through some of the other uh, things here about the movie, and then we'll just get into it. So this is what the back of the VHS has to say about Chopping Mall. Oh, I can't wait. I'm legitimately excited. <laughs> some people will kill for a bargain. 
And at the Park Plaza Mall, they do. Here, you can shop till you drop dead. What? None of that is applicable. (laughs) Someone just really proud of themselves for that one. (laughs) High-tech robots equipped with state-of-the-art security devices, a.k.a. lasers and death hands. Yeah, murder weapons. State-of-the-art security devices have been recruited as the new mechanical night watchman for the Park Plaza Mall. When a jolting bolt of lightning short circuits the main computer control. The robots turn into kill bots on the loose after unsuspecting shoppers. Four couples are trying to make it after hours in a mattress store. They make it all right into the morgue. Wow. <laughs> that is insanity. That That's the worst. That's, that's not the garbage worst, box. but that's pretty bad. It's real bad. Uh, this one's at a 56% on Rotten Tomatoes out of nine critics and 38% with the audience out of 6,287. 38% with the audience? Yeah. Hmm. No way. I got to be honest, dude. I did not enjoy this one as much as I thought I would. I still like it, but it was no Death Spa. I was going to ask, how do you was, rank them? And it was no Mary Lou. No, no, no. Because it, it, it lacks the sheer insanity that those two movies had. But this definitely had that like 80s vibe of, sure, why the fuck not? Yeah, in which I enjoy. <laughs> which that, I enjoy. Right? I love a good, okay. sure, why the fuck not mentality for my horror movies. But the logical choices and um, the practicality of some of this in this movie are just far beyond what I was willing to accept. And I think that's my problem. Yeah, there's just two, like, the ro- each robot would cost approximately a billion dollars. Right. That, thinking back in 80s money and how high tech these robots. <laughs> robots are and how they can react to everything and the sheer amount of tiny kilobyte storage <laughs> that was in, happening in things in, in 1986. Yeah. John's right. This would be a military contract of billions and billions of dollars for these three robots and a computer center. It was the Sherman Oaks Gallery in the 80s. I'm just saying. Are you telling me malls had that kind of cash? They had there? a baby guess. I mean, come <laughs> on. Their security system was a NASA control room. It was, it's on the level of Despa. Yes, it was yes. crazy. And also on top of that. Although Despa had more room and it was like better. Later, <laughs> right. That was all in blue. On top of this crazy security system, they also have just sliding metal doors. Like, what the fuck? I had forgot about the like, and after closing, the door seal, and it was like, shunk. Oh. And I was like, oh, God, they're never, no one's getting out of this. It's like a foot and a half worth of impenetrable steel. <laughs> yeah. I was looking at this like, what is this, a battleship? Like, <laughs> yes. The, the, Prepare to dive. <laughs> as someone who was in the 80s and can still remember parts of the 80s, I would be surprised if malls had regular security cameras back then. Right. Like when I worked at the mall, they protected the stores with like a shitty gate. It was they, just like a still really that. that's, shitty, still, yeah. that's still the standard MO. It was like it rattled. Like it was not very, you know, intense. The cost efficiency of hiring three multi-billion dollar robots versus one old security <laughs> guard to wander the halls at night is, is way like, out of proportion. Right. Like, and also why do they need both of these things? Why do they need impenetrable steel doors and security robots? So it was to ensure that no one could get in. And <laughs> if anybody out. was in, they couldn't get out. Uh, I, I mean, the reason security guards just observe and report and then call the police is because, can you imagine the liability of these robots when they're shooting you with sleep darts and you don't you don't know people's weight, height, medical history, even... You're right. The science is all <laughs> fucked up, John. Seriously, we're going to have to like let some of this go. Even when they were working... We'll let it go, but we're talking about yes, it. Yes. Okay? Even when working as designed, these were just rolling lawsuits. <laughs> <laughs> How many lawsuits are you involved in? No. 
number two, uh, at least 37. I've got a number 38 pending. These are our new robots, and this is our new legal counsel. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so this film actually also starts out just like Short Circuit. We're getting a demo of the robots. So they roll them into the mall. They show a video, and there's a man up on a podium being like, check out these robots. Well, it starts with like a person, <laughs> two people robbing the mall, and you don't know it's a, like a video at yeah. first, and these robots roll in and like trank them. They're like, have a nice day. And then it's like, that's our video. And then like, they're doing this presentation for all the tenants of the mall. Yeah. I don't I yeah, really. I, I assume they were shopkeepers, right? I thought it was a shopkeeper or like board members or is there a board member for a I don't mall? know, owners, no, but there's so many of them. It had to be the shop owners. Okay. Okay. And then, and then like the, there's the vaguely racist one. Oh like, yeah. There's, there's a couple in the, in the audience and the lady goes like, they look like the three stooges. And I'm like, no, they don't. No, they, yeah. look, they look they nothing look like, like there's the three, three of them. That's how you came. <laughs> to that conclusion i have that note that says how did you come to this conclusion yeah. and then her husband's like i don't know that middle one has a vaguely ethnic look to him are you is that what he said because i thought yes. he looked the middle one looks disturbingly ethnic that's what he said, <laughs> so, that's like, yeah. what he said. that is awful to now, say those two characters are actually from those two characters are brought in from another roger corn movie are where they, they actually there too it's called what's it's like called eating raul or something like that and those characters are from that movie i think it's about cannibalism oh, wow. or something like that or eating humans and um, yeah, that's where they were brought in. And they ad-libbed most of those lines there. Well, they did a bang-up job because I actually did laugh at that. I was like, <laughs> all right, you know, that's funny. It's weird, but funny. There's also a cut scene from this movie where they were supposed to be trying to sneak a horse into their restaurant and they were going to kill it so they had fresh meat. Jeez. And they got killed by the robots, but that was edited out. <laughs> it never mm. got filmed. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, probably for the better. Yeah. What is the crime rate of these malls that would even lead a mall like manager well, to go, I think I need three what robots? What price can you put on safety, Mark? That's oh, why. Right? What price dollars. can you put on security? That's why I asked about Robocop, because I'm thinking this must be in Detroit. <laughs> like, what <laughs> other reason would they need these... Oh my Super God, cops. I would love an Axel Foley Robocop fucking shopping mall crossover. Oh, Axel Foley has to come and investigate why six people died in a mall overnight. Oh, yeah. I Would have been in the tailpipe, Axel. <laughs> Eddie is back. I mean, he's doing Coming to America, too. I think we could pitch this and he might be down. Eddie, get at us. And then Peter Weller just puts on a helmet. You can't tell he's like 90. Love so it. We're in. Let's do this RoboCop. I'm in. In fact, I'm, I'm down for any more RoboCop. Yeah. You've got rather... to. Really? <laughs> After the last RoboCop, you're down for more RoboCop? That was trash. I want original RoboCop, not black-suited plastic RoboCop. Well, that sounds kind of racist there, Mark. No. I don't want black-suited RoboCop. Is he disturbingly ethnic looking? <laughs> <laughs> I don't appreciate you guys trying to p pin, pigeonhole me like that. No, that movie did suck, so I totally terrible. agree. I fell asleep in the theater. <laughs> you did um, fall. Is that the one you spilled your water or was that Godzilla? That was Godzilla. Okay, you spilled yeah. your water in Godzilla and you fell asleep during RoboCop. Yes. But anyway, so this one opens up, like I said, Short Circuit opens up with them showing off the robots to military generals. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> check out what it was. It's kind of like the Tony Stark Iron Man beginning, yes. right? Showing off the weaponry. And that's exactly where these robots belong. Not in a uh, public mall. Well, think, the thing is, they show them off, and it looks like they just have like tranquilizer darts, yeah. a taser, and um, like little like clamps that can basically handcuff people. That's what they sell it as. Later on in the movie, we find out they have fucking death lasers. Yeah, they have super which, strength. Well, which the, were never advertised in the presentation. It is. He says he goes. They also have lasers that could cut through any debris, which. 
what the fuck is these robots? Are these search debris, ignorant fuck? <laughs> are these searching rescue robots as well? In case the earthquake hits them all and they got to cut through and yeah. save the patrons. They've got a little barrel of brandy on the front of them like those oh, St. Bernard's. <laughs> but they definitely don't advertise the super strength and that they know how to oh. hide bodies. Oh, also, they don't advertise the fact that before they make a decision, they look at each other like, are we going to do this? And yeah. they don't talk. They just look at each other like, yeah, we're cool. Cool. Let's go. Okay. We know there's going to be robots yes. in this mall. So after we get the sales pitch, we get an extended open mall credit sequence where we just lazily go through the mall and watch some happenings take place. We get uh, a shoplifting kid who has a box under his shirt that obviously is something under his shirt. <laughs> Those are records. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some teens doing heavy PDA in the middle of the mall with some older couple looking at them. And give it up to that older couple who looked at it and didn't go, oh, those damn kids are like, yeah, all right, I can get down with that. And they kiss each other like, yeah, we don't kiss enough either. Get yeah. some. <laughs> we got a bikini contest just strolling through the middle of the wall. With one of the, the sashes on the bikini models that says, take the kids. And that was like, should we? <laughs> I don't know. And then we've got a lady carrying 10 Cokes and seven hot dogs through a perilous obstacle course. She makes it all the way to the end and then dumps it all over people sitting at her oh, table. Oh, in the food court. <laughs> yeah. I did feel bad for that lady because you know she was like, I told you to fucking come help me carry this. <laughs> this mall is is just happening. Yes. Way more than I remember malls happening It's the Sherman Oaks Galleria, guys. Oh, you're right. <laughs> well, I believe it could be that busy if it was like a Saturday afternoon or something. Like, I mean, the bikini contest might be a bit much, but the amount of people seemed like how I kind of pictured peak mall weekend activity. It's not even so much a bikini contest. Imagine like a Miss America pageant <laughs> taking place where they just walk through the mall with their sashes. One said, take the kids. One said, the future is now. And I don't remember what the other one said. And I was like, what? Are these people hired by the mall? Who knows? Yeah. Or they just show up in their like bikinis and their sashes just to be like, fuck it. Just mall walkers. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go parade around in our bikinis so all the underage kids can see us. And then is that where we meet uh, the two? We go right. to the Italian we, uh, pizza place, right? We go to the restaurant with the filthiest fucking cook in existence. Who's he's imagine? like, you can't do that on television. Let's say he's barf from yeah, you can't do that on television. <laughs> he's barf. He also walked out of like 1930 stereotypical little America where he's like, you're killing me here. And it's like, what is happening? Hey, forget about yeah. it. Table six. You're just like, what is going on here? His shirt is matted with brown food material and he keeps taking his spatula and wiping it on his oh. shirt. It's like, why does anybody buy any food at your location? It's disgusting. Yeah. As someone who gets so weirded out when I get grease on my hands like cooking bacon I have to go like wash my hands immediately just watching him rub that grease all over himself I was like I'm out I'm so done it's breaking my heart <laughs> it was like that Simpsons like grease me up woman I'm going in yeah <laughs> so yeah we meet Allison and Susie and yeah. they're talking about um, I guess partying down for the evening so this the next sequence is just going to be introducing us to our teens and finding our 40 year old teens our 40 year old teens and then they're going to stay after hours in the mall hang out drink party and fuck in a mattress store well, yeah, so on paper not a bad idea so one of their dads owns the store Furniture King <laughs> and they've got permission to hang out at, well, they don't have permission, no. but they've, they've arranged where they can hang out in the furniture store after hours and just kind of, you know, kick it unsupervised and the girls have been invited. So they're going to go. Although one of the girls takes a little prodding. 
Yeah, she's, she's like, like oh, I'm going to make it to the end of the movie because I'm the naive heroine. I got the impression that she might have been the new hire to this job. Right? I thought she was just like, oh, well, okay. I'm, I could be wrong. But. Yeah, I, what I don't understand, and maybe Gary, they talked about this in the behind the scenes stuff, is they have like inside jokes they never explain to the audience where they both at the same time will be things like, of course it's babe. And it's like, what? Did I miss a scene? I or? think that's more supposed to be like, um, like a take on like modern like at the time tropes and stuff like that. Oh, I did not get it. I was just like, I'm left out of this little I think that here. might have been some <laughs> 80s humor uh, mixed in there because so, it was like, you know, like because the guy goes all like, all right, babe. And she's like, of course it's babe. <laughs> like more just kind of like, of course that douchebag calls us babe kind yeah. of thing. We meet all these older teens. Um, we get introduced to one of their dads. That dad has got to know his kid is DTF, right? Oh, it's because it's the girl, right? Or is it the son? It's the girl. It's so the girl. her boyfriend comes up and just like gropes her. Oh, yeah. Right in the middle of like work hours. He's just like, give me some. And yeah. you're just like, what the hell? And she's down. She's yeah. like, yeah, sure. I'm on the clock. Let's go. And she's like, oh, you know, I'm so ready. And then the dad walks in and he's like, ready for what? And uh, and then it's just a weird kind of and they're dialogue. Like, uh, we're going to have a pizza party <laughs> at so-and-so's house. And he's like, uh-huh. And then he's like, oh, don't worry, sir. I'll take care of her. And he's like, I bet you will. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you know what's about to happen. And he just, he, and his face like says he knows what's about to happen. But I guess he's just like, hey, kids will be kids. And as soon as the dad leaves after this really lame excuse of what he was trying to yeah. cover up, he just immediately starts making out with her again. Like the minute the dad turns his back. Everyone in this movie is so horny. They all took Viagra right before they started filming. Everyone's horny. And it's... Dick Miller's horny. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> uncomfortable to watch. It's not like sexy in Dem any robots way. robots are horny. Yeah, those, those robots, uh, DTF Little for horny. sure. Little horny robots. Uh, this movie just is just oozing grossness yeah this movie i mean and if you've seen a roger corman film you understand that sometimes they're just kind of off the rails like am i watching this and yeah no but the guys completely chauvinistic dickheads except for the one nerdy guy yeah and who's supposed to be like overly nerdy I the think. nerdy guy is named ferdy fergie oh was it fergie or ferdy that was ferdy ferdy what is that short for uh, Ferdinand? I have no. Uh, it's not sure for anything because nobody would be named Ferdy. Ferdy the nerd. Uh. So all you really need to know is we've got three yuppies as our main cast of dudes. Yeah. And we've got three blondes and the one kind of more innocent teen who goes on to be our final girl. This when part. we say teen, we are talking about adults here. Yes, they are so. well in their twenties. <laughs> um, so if not older. Yeah. So while all this is happening, a lightning storm suddenly appears. Classic 80s out of nowhere lightning storm strikes the top of the mall. Twice, uh, which is really bad luck. For redundancy. Yeah, you know, because lightning generally doesn't strike the same place twice, let alone <laughs> immediately at the same. Anyway, strikes it twice, and now our robots go from off to kill mode. Because they were plugged in, and the robots have now been affected much like Johnny Five in Short Circuit. Right, which as we all know now, when you leave things plugged in and they get surges of electricity, they don't break, they just become different they either become really good or really evil yes depending on what film you're in well evil mode is always one fuse away <laughs> the magic of electricity and lightning it's incredible what can it do lightning was technology's nemesis in the 80s. <laughs> right, yeah. and so we're in so the robots turn into kill mode but not just blatant ra like indiscriminate killing they also know how to be sneaky about their killing and no, they're supposed to keep the fact that they're turned on a secret. Well, did they go? I don't. Yeah, they did go into kill mode because right first, away. Because the first, like when they get, because after they kill the guy who's manning the um, the security room, right, which looks like 
a, a tiny poorly lit NORAD. It's um, insane. And one of, but it looks really fancy. But what I couldn't help but noticing is one of the monitors there just displays static the whole movie, the whole time. no purpose at all. They couldn't even bother to put a pretend picture. None, it's like a panel of buttons on buttons on buttons. None of them are labeled. Nothing. So uh, it's the worst setup ever. And but the poor control guy, he's just minding his own business, looking at a centerfold that he keeps hidden in the instruction manual. Uh, and then I guess they just rip his heart out. Like, well, he he holds up the centerfold and unfolds it to look at it like ooh la la. And then one of the robots shoots their their mighty claw through <laughs> the the centerfold and jams it in his throat. And at yeah. first I thought like, oh, they ripped his throat out. But no, they just shove it into his throat and then. They hide then his we cut, body. Well, then we cut away. We cut back to the kids who are now in the store after hours, well, and they're kind of being they're being horny teenagers. They're in a mall locker room, which my mall did not earlier. Have. Yes, earlier before the girls actually show oh, up. Oh, you didn't know that there was like a co-ed sorority lockers in yeah, the mall that my, you could just go hang out in. Uh, yeah. I, at my mall, we were expected to get dressed at home and come in <laughs> uniform, and then we would just leave in uniform. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. When I used to bike to my job at the yeah. mall, I'd have to switch into my pants, so I'd actually in the long, dark ass back. Back of the mall hallway, hallway. Yeah. That was creepy as hell. I'd be like running down the hall, like <laughs> trying to get my pants on. Like, oh God, I got to get dressed. You didn't know about the huge locker room? It had like 700 lockers. If in I there. had known there was a co-ed locker room, I probably would have used it. <laughs> and just, just the, it's like if Chick-fil-A had access to this locker room, like in the, in the food court. Like yeah. what? Like, it, why is this there? These girls work in an Italian cafe. Why no would sense. they need to have a shower in a Barf's Italian cafe. Yeah. Why do I have the feeling I'm going to regret this in the morning? Look, Allison, you've had yourself a very rough first week. You owe yourself a little blowout. Come on, it'll be fun. Okay, and just so long as I don't have to look at any more pizza. Oh, you won't, I promise. Oh, great, this is going to be wonderful. You won't regret this. I bet. Aside from the, the co-ed locker room they have, basically at this point, uh, the robots have come to life after being struck by lightning. The kids are having their little party. The mall is like pretty much closed up at this point. All the shops are shut yeah. down. Um, at this point, we cut back to the NORAD control room where the new guy, the new security guy comes in. He's like, hey, I don't remember the dude's name. He's like, hey, I'm here to take over for you. And he's like, he's gone. He doesn't have the courtesy to stick around until it's time for me to show up. This is the part you're talking about where they hid the body of the first guy. Right. The, which, gone. how and where? Yeah. How did they get out of that room? Where exactly? Where did they hide? Where how did, did they clean up the, the blood? The room is about the size of... Like a closet. A large Uber. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's so tiny. And But then this other security monitor, I don't know what he is, a robot technician, eats the first guy's fucking donut, party foul. What if, what if guy number one was just taking a shit he comes back home home comes back to his workstation and his donut's gone how disappointed would he be it's very disappointed but at the same time don't leave half-eaten donuts unattended wow so if you see a donut <laughs> look, would it, no 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 look look he did the right thing he looked around made sure no one was around he was like hey where are you at no response, free donut. Oh, all right. So I hope he's not stealing the guy's wife. He's eating half of his like donut. Listeners, I hope you learned. Do not leave your donuts unguarded around Garrett. He's going to swoop in. Donuts, little <laughs> Debbie's, cake, ice cream cones. You name yeah. it, I'm taking whatever's left. <laughs> not it. ice cream I cones. I am a trash heap of a human. <laughs> Feed me your garbage. <laughs> Doesn't even have to have ice cream in it. Just the cones, <laughs> eating them. <laughs> so this dude walks in and then he sits down and he's reading a book. Uh, what book was it came from outer space. It came from outer space. He the just, robots are behind him, like half moving. They're kind of like, bzz, bzz, and then he looked back and they stop. 
Yeah. He he. So the robots know they're supposed to be sneaky right now. How the fuck do they know that? I do not know why they're like we should let the humans know we're on <laughs> yeah. online because later on they don't care. No, they just kill indiscriminately. It's because <laughs> I think they recognize. Oh, these people. This guy is in control of the room. He can oh, still shut you us think down. These guys know how to shut us down, so we should be sneaky, get rid of the smart people, and then we're left with a bunch of dumb, horny teenagers. Exactly. Now, how they know that, that's what I want to know. Good programming. Because, uh, like Mark said, they at most have like a cassette tape versus worth of memory inside of them. Yeah. These robots are given far too much logistical abilities yeah. than they would have. And ultimately, unlimited power. They must be like nuclear reactors inside of them because they don't need to recharge at any point. Well, you know lightning, right? Yes. Lightning will give any ability you ever need if you have to write it into a plot. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. That's true. See, Dr. Frankenstein. <laughs> got a problem. 80's got your answer. That's lightning. right. Um, so now the party's going on, right? And our two nerds meet each other and they're watching some crab attack movie. Let's just, it's, it's a party, meaning that there's multiple people in a place. Like, there are six as far pe- as the party. Yes. <laughs> there are six people who have beer, pizza, and a TV in a, in a furniture store. Yes. Well, we do see some dancing, some very, very poor dancing. It's the 80s. We're going uh, to excuse all dancing. <laughs> While the guy's testing out, the nerd's testing out different looks. He pops his collar. He unbuttons a few buttons. Then he thankfully undoes all of that. I was like, good Because the, ner- the nerd guy and the nerd girl are both being set up. So Ferdy works at this furniture store also, and he's like their accountant or something like well, that. Well, his dad owns the store. So it's his dad that owns the store. Yeah. So this nerd agreed to have the, let them have the party there. Right. Because wow. he's like, don't oh, I, make me pull rank on you. My favorite line is like when he finally concedes to, like he's trying to get out of doing yeah. this whole thing. And he's like, okay, okay, let's party. It's <laughs> like, give me a little more enthusiasm in there, man. Well, and on. the girl's like, something tells me I'm going to regret this in the morning. And I was like, oh man, that's what everyone who watched this movie said. <laughs> Fuck you. This movie was fun as hell. Um, but yes, no, this party is lame. It's very lame. It's but, three beds with people fucking in it and it, two people watching an with, old black without, and white movie. Without the fucking and the tits, this is a ima- like imagine what a 13 year old's party would be. I've got pizza and a TV. Well, Let's hang out and listen to music. Like it, that's it. If it wasn't for all the gratuitous sex, it probably would have been the closest Hollywood has ever come to showing what a real teenage party is. <laughs> that's, Lame. That's true. Just people who's <laughs> never drank, drinking shitty PBR and old pizza just awkwardly gyrating around each other. And we say for Store. We're talking an open warehouse. It's like a it's like a mattress firm type place. Every store in this mall is like the TARDIS. It is bigger on the inside. They're all Walmart sized stores inside of this mall. Uh, the two nerd people have never met each other before, so they're being set up with each other, kind of like, oh, there's a guy there for you. There's a girl there for you, and they're they're hitting it off. Right. I do love their introduction because this is one of the few times I think the movie does not take itself super serious. Because Ferdy comes out and he's like hi and she's like hi and it's like oh this is so lame but oh dude the music changes yes was like oh i'm supposed to forget we need to remember this moment i guess like like it's a big fucking deal soft focus and everything and then their two friends totally fucking mock them exactly like it would happen in real life they're like hi hi (laughs) it's like oh all right movie yeah good work it's it's like let's set these two up because we want this thing to go off without a hitch but then let's immediately mock them for actually like hitting it off love that because it's exactly how it happened in real life did you guys hear the song that was playing though during the party for the kids (laughs) 
Street walking. Oh yeah, that's if right. If you turn the, the subtitles on, this song is it's like street walking, doing what I can to survive, gonna make my money, street walking, I'm gonna give you the time of your life, street walk I was like, what the hell is this song? Uh, it's about prostitution. Oh, it's yeah. straight up. <laughs> I did write that I wrote this song is about street walking. And then my next note was PBR. That I believe. So yeah, honestly, we need to find out if street walking's available for purchase. Because if you don't just blare that in your car everywhere you guys go at this point. It was like the number one hit of 1986. <laughs> Move out thriller. Train in the waves, street walking. That was it. One and two. There you go. Um, so at this point, we've we've seen all the teens except for the nerdy couple. And they're just having a ball. They're actually having a really good time. They're just being, you know, innocent and polite. Is this? Do you think this was like done as the whole like the virgin lives thing? One hundred. You think this was like on she's, purpose? Yeah, she's like they set these two up to be like, hey, BT Dubs, these are your survivors. Look how like nice they are and how pure. Like this is they're very hot. respectful. Yeah, these are like. I mean, the girl has like a sweater tied over her shoulders and. Like, oh, I love it. He's like, would you like some wine? She's like, are you trying to get me drunk? He's like, no, I just thought you might be thirsty. And like, he like means it too. Like, yes. he's not even like being like, I'm trying to get you drunk. He's like, oh no, I can get you like a a, a, a Fanta or something instead if you <laughs> Don't want. Don't you wanna? <laughs> but then she's like, get me drunk, you stupid idiot. I'm right. ready for this. Like, oh yeah, she is DTF. Because yeah, like everyone... In this movie, 150% horny. Uh, <laughs> but he is so like nervous and not, and he does not pick up the very obvious signals. Okay, look, as the guy who in his teenage years was that dude who was way too fucking nerdy and like dumb <laughs> in to your own pick head. up on an ant. Yeah, no, I get it. So then we meet, I guess, Walter, uh, our favorite janitor, who is mopping up some sort of brown pink liquid that's... A mil- it's like it's like if someone vomited a milkshake. I thought it was a milkshake, but then he's like, I'm going to find the kids it is and kill them. And I was like, okay, this might not be milk. It has to be. This might not be milk. To, to some inside janitor knowledge from my years of walking at, working at the mall is you don't mop up vomit right away. You put a, this gross sand on it to absorb it and then you sweep it. Go on. Uh, and then you mop it. But also, it does not appear that Walter is very good at his job because he swings his mop around like a fucking axe. Yeah. But this is our first introduction to the robots outside of the storage room. The con- yes. The control room. You clumsy son of a bitch. Look what you did. I ought to turn you into scrap metal for this. Hey, I see your identification badge, please. Identification badge. Do not make any sudden moves. Sudden move? I'll give you a sudden move upside your head. What the hell is that? What is this, you worthless pile of junk, huh? I'm like you, you know? I work here. See? Huh? See that? Oh, shit. I knew you bastards were going to be trouble when I first brought you in here. Ah! 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 Like at first you think like oh okay it worked uh, then he shoots out his little taser thing he misses Dick it's like Miller like a filament that goes into the, like the wet puddle that Dick Miller's standing into and it's like the most realistic part of this that is exactly how shitty one of those robots from the eighties would have been it would have been like yep. floss and it would have missed by we, a mile when we say it shoots this thing out it's like if you shot silly string yes. it just kind of starts going anywhere and everywhere it lands <laughs> on the ground in this puddle next to Dick Miller and then electrocutes the filament which then like electrocutes Dick Miller in the puddle of puke. Puke, right. And Dick Miller the whole time is just talking shit. He's like, what was that? God, (laughs) you fucking trash robot. Like, get out of here. And then he is just really poorly electrocuted. Well, what they don't tell you is Dick Miller is really kind of jaded against the whole robots taking our jobs. Oh, that's true. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're, 
taking all of but our work. But this is security, not janitorial, though. Do you think it's a sign of things to come, they, though? If they can security, they yeah. can janitor. <laughs> they like, can security. Do you think is, one of them gets fired from being a security guard and has to become a janitor? <laughs> then, see, Dick I'm Miller's, busting you back down to puke. Dick Miller's looking at the big picture here, okay? <laughs> yeah. He's already foreseen that McDonald's is going to replace its employees with computers and robots. <laughs> and, you know. I think Mark's <laughs> he knows got the story. Up. But he's dead now, and that makes this the worst movie ever. Thank you. Have a nice day. There's so much backstory I want to know. I feel like Garrett here. I want to know some backstory. The other janitors hate Dick Miller for no reason. He's just right. mopping up this slop, and they're just busting his balls. They're like, look at Walter doing his job. What yeah, a prick. Like, Are you going to be here all night? And he's like, I'll be out of here in 10 minutes tops. And it's like, why aren't you guys helping? This yeah. is your job, isn't it? Fucking teamwork, dude. Yeah, for no reason. He's bullied by the other janitors <laughs> in this mall. And they do throw out a line. I was like, I want to see that movie. It's like, are you going to get locked in here again? That was the original Joker script was Dick Miller's <laughs> yeah. character. I was like, I want to see the movie where Dick Miller's locked in a mall overnight. It's like big. <laughs> we cut back to the party immediately after this kill. And now we have um, two of the couples in post-coitus. Tits a popping. At this Everywhere. point, at this point, there is gratuitous. And I think there was a do- the documentary watched in Search of Darkness. Uh, Robert Crampton talks about yeah. like if you got cast in these movies, you just had to show your tits, whether you wanted to or not. Either you got the role and you showed your tits, or you didn't. Or yeah, someone and, who did was going to show their tits. And in her role in this movie, when she actually is like, "Hurry back!" It's it's so obvious that the director was like, "Show your tits now!" And it was get like, him out. This is uncomfortable. Yeah, it didn't feel great to see because it was just so. Barbara Crampton, you're a beautiful woman. Nothing against the way you look, but oh. it definitely seemed very obligatory. Like someone was like, now take him out, sweetie. And it's like, oh, that's so awkward. Yes, I'm not commenting on the quality of the of the boobs. Uh, <laughs> a plus. But it did not. It just felt wrong. It's like, oh, this doesn't. It, it didn't. It felt like it had to meet its boob quota for the minute. Yeah. And Can so I just sidebar here. I was noticing or I just happened to think about it watching this movie. Mm-hmm was just how much nudity has been removed from horror movies in general. Yes. You know what I mean? It used to be a fucking staple. Every 80s movies, like, you're going to probably get some TNA here and there. Steep. Now they're almost non-existent. I can't remember I think, the last, like, recent horror movie that had nudity I think in it part of it's the drive to pg 13 all horror movies. Like, you can get away with so much violence in America, and it's PG-13. You show one little nip slip, it's like, R, hard R, banned. Yeah, I think I think with our weird, like, views on sexuality yeah. and stuff like that, that any of that stuff's gonna get you, like, immediately... You could have corpses everywhere. Yeah. But you show a tit, you're, you're done for. You wanna... So I think it's that, and I think it's also the uh, proliferation of the internet and being able to find that stuff everywhere else. True. Because but back in the 80s, you know, it was like print or HBO Cinemax well, what, late night. What did right? Wes Craven say to the guy that did... Um, the easiest special effect well, is no, no, he, tits. He, no, he, he, said, he said, you, you, you give him a scare and a boner and send him home. Yeah. What movie was it that we did that he oh, told that director? Oh, that was the... Uh, was that Hello, Mary Lou? Yes. yes. It was Hello, yeah. Mary... Uh, Prom Night 2. Yeah. Yes, he was like... They, they talked to Wes Craven. He's like, you give, him, you, you give him a boner and you give him a scare and you send him home. And it was like, okay. And yes, you're right. I think you, when you went to horror movies, you expected a little of that... It was well, just, you were going to get it. Yeah. Right? it was just, I'm, I'm just saying like in this movie, it's very obvious. They were like, 
and here is your tits. Like, it was just like, it didn't really fit the story. Like, there's been plenty of like 90s horror movies we've seen where like tits are like, and like asses and like dudes like, and stuff like that are kind of like, oh, look, there's some nudity. But it seems like less like forced in your yeah. face like it was in this movie. But regardless, <laughs> times have changed. Thank goodness. <laughs> and like I said, with the internet, you can see that anytime with the click of a button for free. It's like and, shopping. Um, you I don't mean, have to wait for a horror movie. I mean, Playboy is not doing nudity anymore. It's just like articles. articles. Yeah, like, you right? really you know mean, what I mean? <laughs> Like They've removed nudity from everything that isn't the internet. So it's highly tasteful. Uh, but <laughs> I read Playboy for the articles. <laughs> While flashing her booth, she sends him out for some Virginia Slims. Okay. She fully dressed still. The guy in his boxers already. He was just true. laying there in his boxers. A little was, something for the ladies. Yeah. She is. <laughs> it's like, dude, I think you, if you're already basically naked while she's fully dressed, you jump the, the gun there. Some dude like <laughs> he's not being subtle, no, uh, but to be all. fair, they, that, that couple knew what they were there oh, for. They boned. They were all the couples knew what they were there for, except for the nerd couple. Yeah. I mean, everyone first class ticket to the bone zone. Like, <laughs> and she's like, she's like, I need a cigarette. And this is after they have sex. Yeah. And he's like right now. And she's like, yes. And he's like, I got some camels. She's like, you know, I only smoke virgin slims. And he's like, what? Well, first she throws mad shade at camel. She's like camels. Fuck that. Why would I smoke that dog turd? Like, <laughs> like damn, dude. I don't know did how camels but hurt she you. Name but drops virgin. Did she call him virgin or she Virginia? Said, she says virgin slims. She does say virgin slims because it, it's someone thought they were clever. Yeah, because they because he then turns and like looks at her and gives her a the, look. The kind of like virgin. Uh -huh, yeah, you know what just See happened. See what you did. There. And then she's like, "There's a cigarette machine down the hall." He's like, "You're gonna send me out there for cigarettes?" She's like, "If you want some more of this," and that's when she kind of like more uses flashing. her body yeah. to like kind of like, "If you want some of this, go get my cigarettes. I want." So then he immediately walks out the thing. There's a giant ad for Camel cigarettes. Huge. Like the fills the whole screen, and and then he walks to a Marlboro <laughs> machine, and I was like, I am confused about what kind of cigarette actions happen in here. That cigarette machine is far and away the most retro thing in this movie. Like nobody born in the last twenty five years remembers that back in the day they just had cigarettes in a machine, and you just had to promise you were eighteen, and you could just buy them. <laughs> it was the honor system, and it was a pull knob. Do you solemnly yeah. swear that you are eighteen? This What's is the name of the guy who's the, this smarmy little fuck know, face? Chin. Uh, like, I literally in my notes just call them the jerk off guy with yeah. the go get cigarettes. He is smacking his gum in every fucking scene Ugh. he's in and he's out there like ah let me get these cigarettes. I'm like dude stop with the mouth noises bro. It's so annoying and he's got this like this grin that just makes you want to punch him in his face. Big douche. It was either Greg or Rick. Yeah. 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 Some short dick, Rick, <laughs> Tom, Chet, whatever, yeah. who knows. And so he hears a noise and he's like, he immediately like gets all smarmy. He's like, ah, you guys trying to get me? You're not going to fool me. Well, he, he's like, well, you're sneaky fucks. <laughs> he calls well, him quiet this, or whatever. before he sees the robot. Oh, okay. He's, he thinks that like, his friends are fucking with him and he's just smacking that gum away. And then he sees the robot and he's like, you guys are sneaky fucks. Now, and then, no, they're not because their treads are loud as fucking dude, shit until they need to not every be. Every time, yes. And everything in the 80s was loud. They didn't have quiet technology. Everything was rattling and shaking and loud. Because yeah, when they're just driving and they just need to show the robot moving from scene to scene, it's like... <laughs> A 
but when they actually sneak up on them, they're fucking quiet as a ninja. Yeah, they like use tank Foley sounds when they're driving around. <laughs> Literally, dude. It makes no sense. I was like, this thing could not sneak up on you. There's no possible way. The whole mall would just be echoing of them driving know, around. Yeah. You'd know exactly where they are at all times. Um... But right, th- so he comes around and it's like, show me your badge, show me your badge. And he's like, here's my badge. And then he drops the the line from the day the earth stood still, Klaatu Verada Niktu. Yeah. Basically, because I didn't know what that was. I thought it was a reference to Evil Dead. And I was like, well, I think this was before Evil Dead. Same. But, but then evidently come to find out that's the phrase in the, the day the earth stood still that they chant to shut the robot down. So that's actually a pretty good reference. Honestly, Definitely, I got to yeah. give that yes. a good like point of reference. Like, hey, that's smooth, guys. Deep cut. Love so it. So he does that. And then the robot tranks him. And his name is Mike. Because I have a note that says, oh, shit, they just tranked Mike. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, the robot becomes aggressive. And then Mike tries to run. And then for some reason, the emergency exit's locked. Because this mall has no fire escapes, no emergency preparedness at all. It's got six foot thick steel doors. I yes. mean, of course, it doesn't have an emergency uh, exit. And works. then, yes, poor Mike gets tranked. And then, I guess, killed off screen. But we- <laughs> he's, he's killed in the middle of the mall. But what we don't see is the robot drags him and prop him up against the wall <laughs> in this like dark like yeah. side Shadows, corridor yes. because right after that when the cigarettes don't arrive to um, Allison she gets up puts on a shirt and no pants right and we see I mean the the footage of us Mark Mark give me this okay that <laughs> was hot it. That I'm was just hot. saying like you think you'd put your pants on no, you the, went to the to the trouble to put the shirt on look this movie wasn't <laughs> the only thing horny halfway uh, through okay <laughs> the movie gives it to you though because we follow her walking at ass height like for 10, 15 Classic solid seconds. 80s ass angle. Now, I, I have to sidebar again, and I read that Jim Roynaski cast, he cast Kelly Maroney, the one we just saw walking around in her underwear. Okay. Um, he cast her because he wanted to date her. The One of the main girls was actually supposed to be uh, someone else, and then she dropped out because she didn't want to do the nudity. The girl he did cast, he wanted in because he wanted to date her. That makes all this nudity even more gross. Yes, it makes it a little more creepy. Way like, more exploitive. Oh, you want to date this girl so you're inviting her to do a movie? No, I'm out. <laughs> that's that's uh, that, that's so slimy. Here's the thing. Keep that fucking shit to yourself. Yeah. Why are you even telling people Finish this? the movie and then after you guys have had a successful working relationship, if you want to outside of the movie basically talk to someone, yeah. okay, figure that out. Quote unquote, I had seen Kelly in a couple of things and I wanted to date her. So I figured the one way to make that happen was to put her in a movie. Wow. All right, dude. How far we've come. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. God, that's, that's, uh It was, all I can think, all right, it was the 80s and, you know, we weren't well, as why, light. Why we don't condone yes. it happened. What can we do? So um, she goes looking for Mike and the cigarettes. Yeah. And she apparently has no field of depth when she's looking because there's legs right behind the cigarette there's machine. And she's like, where are you, Mike? Where are you, she Mike? Like hands looks- out like she can't see, like fumbling around in the dark, although you can clearly see him. Right. And then she trips over his legs and finally sees him. like, what? And then from goes, that locked... Wake up. <laughs> yeah, she says, wake up. And then from that locked door that Mike couldn't get out, the robot busts out. Like, here's Johnny five. I mean, it's it's like, it's so bad. But like, I was like, wait, that door was locked a second ago, which means I guess they can open locked doors too. 
Yes, apparently, I guess they have. They There's have nothing these robots power. can't do. Those right. little tiny claws couldn't turn a handle for nothing. Like, well, <laughs> one of my questions is, how are they getting around with stairs? But I guess they do show them later using elevators. So she trips over and like, oh no, the robots are. What well, I don't know what these robots are. So she runs back to the mattress store screaming, and then that's when we find out they're loaded with lasers. Right? Yes, they start firing at her, <laughs> shoot her in the ass, <laughs> right? And she's like, well, ow. This, this messed me up because these lasers can be. Basically, like pierce like three foot steel, and then they shoot her in the ass twice, and it's kind of like tickle her a little bit. I know. And then one just does the job. Yeah, one laser blasted the head, and it pops like a <laughs> fucking cherry tomato. Now the thing is, is like I think we're supposed to like based on the color of laser means how strong it is. Because I was like, okay, it's got blue lasers, it's got green lasers. I was like, pink lasers, <laughs> like <laughs> super so mode. Think, so you think the color of the laser was the intensity of the? <laughs> I think so. It was like phaser set to ass blast, <laughs> phaser set to head pop. You know what I mean? <laughs> Set faces to head pop. <laughs> yeah. That would have been an interesting Star Trek series. Yeah. Um, so, it, but again, it makes no fucking sense and no logical. Like, why is right. why are the strength of the lasers different? Other than sometimes they're different colors. I thought there were different colors to show which robot was doing the shooting, but I like your mode better. But it's only the one robot. Oh, so that's yeah, a good point. It's only being, she's only being chased. But yeah, so she runs right to the window where all the teens are like, "What's the commotion outside?" And she's like screaming. She's like, "Ah!" And they all see her head explode. Just pop. <laughs> and then the robot like rolls up to the window and then the other robots join it. And, um, and it's panic now. At this point, they're like, we got to get out of here. The robots bust through the front window of Furniture King and then just start shooting up the place. Yes. And also at the same time, uh, we now they make a point to note that it's mall lockdown time. Yes. So the solid doors start closing all of the exits and there are no fire or emergency exits in this mall. Because Ferdy at that point goes, we're stuck in here till morning. Yes. Uh, notably, no sprinklers. This comes to play a lot later. There's zero. Where's the fire marshal in the city? Right. This mall is on fire at one point. Yeah, baby. Blatantly. This is, this is Sherman Oaks. This is the Wild West of the 80s. Okay. This this mall has gotten so many fines yeah. from the yeah. city alone based on its construction. That's why they have to have a security force like this to get fined. There's outright explosions in this movie and nothing at this point they run to the back room the girls they've locked themselves in through this giant metal door the robots are basically putting like plastic explosive c4 on the hinges to blow it open they put the girls up into the air duct to crawl to the parking garage because they can get out that right. way and then the guys before they get up in the air duct the robots bust open the door and they haul ass so now the girls and the guys are separate and the girls are in the world's biggest fucking air duct this is a room size air duct yeah you could set up furniture in there <laughs> oh god this fucking air duct scene makes me so mad. This is such a like, we need to get them back into danger's way. Yeah. So we're going to have Barbara Crampton's character freak the fuck out and be like, Greg needs me. We got to get out of here. That, before that, what happens is, so the guys are running. They're like, we got to find a sporting goods store because we can fight these robots. Mm -hmm. So they go find a sporting goods store. Then we cut back to the air duct where I guess the robots have turned on the heat. They Yeah, the robots turn on the heat because the lady's like, they're trying to French fry us. <laughs> it hurts to touch the, the metal yeah. that they're like crawling through because they put their sleeves over their hands and I was like well that's kind of smart but then Barbara Crampton's character is like my like, Jason needs me or whatever that dude's name is she's like I, I know he needs me let's like, abandon the plan and go after him yeah she's like I feel a disturbance in the force <laughs> Mike and Greg needs me I have to go find Gre 
away. I go, oh, and she like starts panic freaking out. And then she like kicks open the vent and just drops out. And I'm like, the, the okay. guys do not think about the girls at all. <laughs> no. They are like ready for action movie well, shit. Well, the, under their under their plan, under the the tutelage of Barry Tutelage, <laughs> um, they they say go to the garage, get out, you'll be safe. And then they they think they're the only ones left. Yeah. Like we'll fight our way out and meet the girls. They don't know the girls are going to abandon the plan. And be fair, all the girls are on board for this plan except for Barbara Crampton's character who and, fucks it all up. Uh, totally. And it was just aggravating because you know that was a moment the writers like we need a reason to get them back in the movie and kill right. them off. But they already set a reason. The vent is getting hot. Right. They could have just kept with that. It's like it's, right. get, it's getting too hot through the, the, the sleeves and then like we got to get out of here. Yeah, like, like, that would have oh. been a much more logical reasoning than Barbara Crampton freaks and needs to go find her boyfriend. <laughs> Disturbance in the force. Love I it. Know, That's exactly. it. Exactly. Now while in this sporting goods store I don't know if they were selling assault rifles no. inside of the Oshmans. No fucking way, man. These are fucking AR-15s. These are machine guns. Like, <laughs> they're you know? like P490s we're or whatever those are. underselling it by calling it a sporting goods store. It's an armory. It is an outright gun store. It's got store. sporting goods stuff, but it's also got armory and gasoline and fucking yeah. propane tanks. No mall ever sold, had a store like this. Right I, next to the badminton rackets is your grenades. Yeah, yes. It's like... <laughs> uh, I love the line. He's like, let's give him a Rambo gram. I was yes. like, what? That was clever, but... No, that's not clever. That's terrible. I liked it. I liked it. Oh, <laughs> Rambo Graham. <laughs> You're both... It's not even clever. Yeah, yo. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they end up with a shotgun, a forty-five handgun, and... I think a it was bunch of propane tanks. Bunch of propane. I think it was meant to be an AR-15, but it really straight up looked like like an M16 from yeah, like did. fucking Vietnam War movies. Yeah, it looked like, like a Vietnam prop. Uh, I guarantee Corman had that on his like box yeah. of prop set somewhere. And they're ready to go to war. And this is where we find out that the robots are indestructible. <laughs> Thus commenced the Battle of Orange Julius. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like they cue the piccolo. <laughs> they created these robots to withstand shotgun blasts at point blank range explosions machine gun fire yeah so and also they're the worst shot on the planet oh, like they're, they're so shooting bad. lasers everywhere but where they're standing it's like <laughs> robot lasers any which way but loose <laughs> you are a waste of a billion dollars because you would shoot every surrounding item in this mall than the perp you're chasing <laughs> the pure property damage alone would outweigh the savings from capturing whatever criminal they're trying to fucking shoot. absolutely <laughs> well there's a line later on in the movie where they're like they're all together and they're like it'll take us 85 years to pay off the damage it's like you, you guys are not gonna have to pay off this damage <laughs> they point blank are fucking attacking this robot they blow up a propane tank and knock it over they think they've killed one at this point i mean it should be dead it was exploded to fucking bits it looks like it's dead and then they're trying to run they're trying to take the elevator yeah okay this is what <laughs> I, I gotta point this out they go through this whole goddamn scene i guess try to get to level three right so there's a fucking escalator behind him in the scene it would have taken less time to climb the stairs yeah. than it would have to open the elevator and i was sitting there scratching my head i was like okay so they're making a giant plot point of having to rig this elevator to work because the power's off like Something. why would it just not function in the evenings you just turn that shit off and secondly i was like okay is there no stairwell is there no escalator to level three like why is this our our path right. of, of of and then like i said there's a shot where there's literally an escalator well, in the, yeah, behind the guy later they run up that same escalator. <laughs> yes and they actually use the stairs later on too yeah. no it's literally they they had they take the panel for the door button off and they're like trying to hotwire the panel 
terminal to get the, the elevator door to open. And I'm like, y'all could have just run to where you need to be by now. Dude, I, it's America. We're not using stairs when there's an elevator. Pump your brakes here, guys. <laughs> At this point, Barbara Crampton and the girls are running towards our cast of uh, right. elevator crew repairmen. Um, the ele- them elevator boys. Uh, Susie, Barbara Crampton's character, takes a laser beam to the leg. No pop action there. She just like goes down and is screaming her brains out. Okay. <laughs> I have a note. I was like, she took a laser to the leg and became comatose. <laughs> yeah, because she forgets how to crawl. She just basically like rolls back and forth in one place, like like an upside down turtle. Yeah. Just like somebody help me. Right. <laughs> and she dropped. Oh, we forgot to mention that when they came down from the vents, they started grabbing like cans of kerosene. And um, our main gal who last to the end of the movie takes a flare and stuffs it in her bra. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they've got these like kerosene uh, canisters with like an oily rag coming out of them. They made kerosene Molotov cocktails. Right. So Barbara Crampton drops her when she gets laser beamed in the leg. And then our protector uh, Killbot is like smart enough to target the kerosene can next to her. How? Shoot it. And she sets a blaze and is just screaming her brains out for like a minute and a half. Yeah. I mean, they should have shot her. They just let this poor lady burn to death. They weren't going to help her in any way. They didn't make any effort except say, no. And that's when the guys run up and her boyfriend sees this and is like, Susie, no. And then starts unloading on the robot who's just smiling like, bullets don't hurt me, bro. Yeah. And just think about that for a second. This robot has enough computing ability to say, I have a death laser to just pop the lady's head, but I see that she was carrying a canister yeah. and I've recognized that this is an explosive. I'm going to use her tool against her and shoot it and set her on fire instead. Yes. That's some out there <laughs> logic to follow when you Look, stop and still think running about the it. algorithms. They're not <laughs> sure which one's the best. They're, they're testing it all out. We're still in beta phase, okay, you guys? Would you like me to target kerosene <laughs> YRN? Yeah. Uh, I will say that's how John dies first. Shit like that where it's like, oh, I'm in the leg. I'm dead now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> You just turtle up and you're like, here I here I am. They're like, no, no, if you just roll, you're totally safe. Like, can't do it. I'm dead. So she's ablaze. At some point, she stops moving, but the ADR screaming is still happening (laughs) over the screen. I was like, that's kind of funny. There's a a lot of points in this movie where the audio doesn't match up with the video. Like when the dad leaves, like, I'll see you kids later. And his mouth's not moving. And I was like, hmm, okay. All right, we'll just let that go. Thank you. Have a nice day. The blonde... um, jock guy, the main jock guy, the gropey McGroperson, um, he basically lures one of the robots into the elevator, with they've, which they've wired up with C4, and they drop it to the bottom from the third floor down to the first floor, and it blows up. So one robot is taken out. Now, there's two robots left. Right, because the one robot that we saw explode managed to repair itself yes, with it nanobot technology. Up. Yes, <laughs> it pushes itself back up, kind of like, oops, I tripped. I'm back up, though. So the elevator scene where they have the propane tank on top of the elevator. Yes. They're all taking pot shots at it, and they're all terrible fucking shots. Suddenly, they can't hit shit. Until the, the, the dorky girl... One shots it, and her excuse for being so good at shooting is my daddy's a marine. Yeah, which I, which I was like, I guess that means he taught her to shoot. But I if know, you know, I was like, like, you're not a marine. Yeah, also <laughs> about fire and fire, and she just like ponies up, takes her time, breathes in, stabilizes. I was like, okay, at least she's taking her time. She knows what she's yes. here to do. One, the guy with the shotgun needs to save his fucking time. Apparently, before they doom, nobody knew you shouldn't shoot shotguns over fifty feet away. You're <laughs> yeah. accomplishing nothing. Uh, but the guy with the machine gun definitely should have hit him. He was like spraying bullets Rambo style. I mean, 
like just out of luck, he should have hit that fucking propane tank. Yeah. And so they blow one of the robots up and now there's two left. So they hole up in this restaurant and they start having a conversation and Greg just immediately turns into a fucking asshole because Susie's dead. Well, he hates computers at this point. He's like, fuck technology. Right. But he even starts giving Ferdy some shit and he's like, hey, man, look, like we're just trying to figure this shit out. And he's like all gung ho now. Right. This is where they decide, okay, it's a computer. If we go to level three, we can turn off the main computer and shut them all down. And that's where they make, and Greg's plan apparently is to just sprint there because he like fucking laps the rest of his crew. Well, doesn't the girl, the, the nerd girl, God, I wish we knew their names. We wouldn't get them right anyway. But like, <laughs> she's like, she's like, he's going to mess. He's going to get us in trouble. He's like not thinking this stuff through. Yeah. And so he runs up the escalator and that's the end of Greg. Um, did they blow the one up in the elevator at this point? Well, they're, they're booking it. To go to the third floor, as yeah. John said. Okay. And then Greg is out there all commando. The coast is clear, but it's not. No. And it just knocks him off the railing to his death, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it's exactly what yeah. happens because okay. they turned on sneak mode. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Greg somehow couldn't see them as he was going up the stairs because he gets up the stairs, turns around, and it's like right the fuck behind him. Poor Greg. He's at the bottom uh, of the mall, dead. He's, he's at the bottom <laughs> of the mall. Well, if you know how it threw him, it kind of like grabbed him and he just kind of said like, oh, I guess I'm grabbed. I'll stay here and then they just pushed them yeah. off the edge they all immediately accept their fate i respect that like extend my arm and you're over the edge it's like greg move to the left or the right <laughs> nope uh so then they, they're like oh we are gonna run into a different store that also has its own high-tech security gate they shoot the lock but suddenly can't open it yeah i think jc penny's like dillard just yeah. one of these like big department stores um, and so they struggle to open it right until, of course, the last second they get it up and they're all able to to crawl under it. And then it slams shut and they're like, oh, don't worry. The robots can just open it. They're like, I got an idea for that. And he takes like the shittiest piece of like aluminum foil, shoves it half heartedly into the fucking the gate railing. And it's like, all right, we're good now. It's really it's like the thing probably just fell the moment he left it the flimsy it's like if he would have had better luck tying a sweater around it yeah. like it's stabilized just doing nothing <laughs> um but, but these robots can laser their way through the door right so suddenly these lasers which are powerful enough to blow your head have up welding torches yes yeah. uh take forever to go through this tiny little security gate enough time for our teens to set up 13 mannequins and two mirrors yes yeah. yeah, so they go with a plan they basically say we need to give them something to shoot at that's not us and so they set up a bunch of mannequins, but behind the mannequins are mirrors. Yeah. Now, I had a real problem with this. <laughs> I had a real problem based on the fact that you want me to believe that a Killbot protector can target a kerosene uh, canister yeah. and can't figure out a human and a mannequin. <laughs> like the difference. Look, all white people look the same. These <laughs> robots, okay? They're, so. they're, race, they're racist robots. <laughs> so they like they run out behind these mannequins. The robots, the two robots, just start shooting at the mannequins. Like it's just the one. Oh, it's just the one. The other one went on reconnaissance. Oh, it's going right. to come up from behind. <laughs> this is the one that slid it backward, like parked backwards yes. into the like the dark crevasse, and was like, "I'll just wait here until they pass me." These yeah. robots make. Pl- Plans. They're th- these are these aren't security guards. They're battle bots. Like, they literally are. They belong in the military. Yes. Yeah. It's, so the one robot is firing at them, shoots the mirror, and the laser bounces back and shoots it. Which I was like, wait a minute. This this laser can cut through fucking steel, but it won't shatter a mirror. And this scene is the scene that really makes this movie a three star instead of a two star movie for me because it starts spinning around (laughs) like it's freaking out. Electricity's coursing through it. And then Greg or whoever the fuck, it doesn't matter. Okay. It doesn't matter. This is where he gets on the yellow cart. Yes. (laughs) There's like a, 
There's like a mall golf cart <laughs> 10 feet away from the spinning robot. Like seven feet away. He jumps on it and drives five miles an hour into the robot, falls over and dies. <laughs> so, we'll put this on the Instagram if we can if we can clip this properly. It was the best but fucking scene in the movie because it's so goddamn he stupid. He runs up with his giant assault rifle, gets on this like little like like um, not even go-kart like a like a tricycle size like little like power wheels like go-kart thing seven feet away drives it right in the robot while firing his gun in the air not at the robot <laughs> fires it doesn't hit it knock it over it kind of like the robot's so big and bulky that the the golf cart thing kind of runs up on it and gets stuck and he falls over and <laughs> gets electrocuted to death because the robot's short-circuiting <laughs> he falls over so his big plan was to sacrifice himself by going two miles an hour Five feet shooting his gun at nothing and slim pickings in himself, like right into that thing. If he did nothing, the same outcome would have happened. Correct. Exact to fucking correct. And I think the movie wanted us to believe that he rammed it and exploded, but that robot was going to explode regardless. Yeah, it was already exploding at that point. Uh, so he just died. And this part of the movie. This scene just like harkens back to Space Mutiny and the fucking Enforcers like scene. Yes. If you've ever seen that movie, you know what I'm talking about. But. I was laughing so hard during that scene because I had forgotten about like it being like three feet away. <laughs> I was like, why would you even bother? Like writing it, like if he had been going like 60 to 80 miles an hour, <laughs> like from the other side of the mall and really yeah. ramped up the speed, I would have bought it. Yes. <laughs> but not at the five miles an hour that it took to just me. <laughs> and when we say it's like five to six feet away, it's within frame. Like it's not like cut <laughs> yeah. from the car, the golf cart to the robot, see them collide. They're in the same shot and he drives it from the left side of the screen to the right side of the screen. It's like a medium shot. It's I wish this was like a Michael Bay production, so he would have hit the robot, it would have tipped over and then blown up. Like The golf so, cart gets into a huge fireball. Um, that scene could have been saved in editing, I think. You're right, uh, yeah. but not the way they did it. Uh, Jesus. At this point, they're still going to go try to turn off the computer, and that's when the, the last robot from the shadows comes out, and it's only the two nerd characters that are alive at this right. point. You're talking about Ferdy? Yeah. Yeah, Ferdy. Uh, he picks up like a uh, uh, a fire extinguisher, and he throws it at the robot after expelling all his bullets out of his right. gun, and the robot throws it back at him, <laughs> and he right. gets knocked out, and he was like, oh, he's dead, and I was like, he's not dead. He right. got hit with a fire extinguisher. Yeah, I thought he was faking. I was like, oh, he's faking it to trick the robot, so when he goes after the girl, he'll get up yeah. and like take out the robot. No, yeah. he's just down for the kill. I respect, though, that the, the girl is just like, well, all right, he's dead. Time to rock and roll. She does not go check. She does not like it any. She's just like, no, Ferdy. All right, thanks. I'm on. She runs into a pet shop. And at this point, the first time I saw this movie, I was like, if I watch these fucking puppies get killed. Pet massacre. I am done with movies in general. Like, I will never watch another film again. It was um, basically that pet store scene from Pee Wee Herman. Yes. Like, all the, all the pets are, are, you know, snakes and tarantulas. And she goes and hides under, like, uh, one of the cages and puts a like a bag of dog food in front of her again like barely hidden dude we yeah. can see she's fully like there there's her head there's her legs oh there's a small bag of dog food in <laughs> she front hides of her. like a three-year-old hides in hide and seek <laughs> now, just like remember these robots can target a kerosene yeah. can and uh, anyway whatever. i'm assuming they have infrared too yeah. uh, you would assume you would think she's operating at if i can't see them they can't see me <laughs> but she could see them she knew where it was she was like oh god it's getting so close now and it was like well i guess nothing's here and somebody must have sprayed her with an 
animal pheromone because every snake and tarantula in the just, store just beeline straight for her and crawl <laughs> over her. Like not throw, yeah. not thrilled about that scene when the snake started crawling uh, on her. And I was like, I might have to turn this off. But the robot assumes she's not in there and leaves. And then, she, like as she's walking out of the pet store, someone throws a cat on her, <laughs> and she goes, Ah! So really, what we've learned from this scene is if they had all just hid. Yes, that's the thing. If they just hid till morning. They'd all be alive. Yeah. And that they were in good hiding spots for quite a while where the robots didn't know where they were. Why'd they even leave the restaurant where they were doing no. tune-up math? Yeah. They shouldn't have left. Yeah. That was, they, they would have survived had they just calmed the fuck down. <sighs> but anyway, so at this point, she's like, all right, now it's personal. So she gets out. She goes and the robot sees her from across the way. And then she runs into a paint shop. Because, of course, there's a paint store oh, in the mall. Time. Wait, did the robot already go through the, the paint where its laser gets damaged? And it's like, laser malfunction. I think that's when uh, Ferdy hit yeah. it with the... the um, that was yeah. also one of my favorite scenes. Hit it scenes. with the, the fire extinguisher. Yeah, Ferdy, Ferdy shoots it like point blank of yeah. laser. And it's like, I can't shoot laser, laser malfunction. To get to the paint store, she's like hanging from the third floor yeah. railing. Oh, that's right. And then she drops into a nice cushy luggage mall kiosk that would still kill you or with at a, least with severely a, with a stand up of a basketball player and I paused it to see if I recognized <laughs> the basketball player but I think it was like a college team uh, oh. but although uh, did you know they wanted to cast Akeem Olajuwon as a security guard in one of the early like I could not have seen how that would have worked. you just towering <laughs> over these robots um, she yeah, she turned basically into Rambo like but if she had this level of military training why wouldn't she bring this up earlier she's like because there Sneaking were men present, John. <laughs> <laughs> she knew her place. Okay, well, remember, okay. when they're, remember when they're getting in the vent at the very beginning? She looks back at Ferdy to like, should I do this? And he gives the nod of like, yes. And she's like, okay. Yeah. It's like, you don't need his approval. Get the yeah. fuck in the vent if you want to get in I'm the vent. I'm so surprised nobody smacked one of those girls' ass while they were getting into the <laughs> vent. Like, I'm glad right. they didn't. But <laughs> this is the, yes. It's the kind of thing that if that happened, if I told you that happened in this movie, you'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, I could see I that. Could see <laughs> Keep the girls safe. Yeah. You know, some sort of like object activity going exactly. on. Oh, God, yeah. So at this point, she runs into a paint shop where she is now on repeat using the same shot over and over again, opening up paint cans yes. and spreading them all over the floor. This is like the Home Alone scene. Along with paint, paint thinner. thinner. Yes, and it's just basically, she's she's making a Molotov cocktail mess all over the floor. And then she basically like taunts the robot like, come and get me, you motherfucker. And then the robot rolls in to go get her. And how does she get out of there, right? She runs well, around it. It gets like slippery. You can't move right, on. It starts the, spinning in circles over the paint. can't get traction. Mm -hmm. Did you notice how she almost slipped and fell on that glass and paint, though, when she was running out of that room? See, that would have been funny. Like, she <laughs> slipped, and it was like, oh, God, that was not planned. Because it looked like she was about to go down. <laughs> They're like, keep rolling, keep rolling, don't cut it. <laughs> so the robot's trying to get out, and then she... She pulls the flare out that she hid in her bra earlier. And then she says the line that the robots have been saying to every dead body since they started killing. Hey! Thank you. Have that's like their tagline, but she fucks it up because she doesn't say thank you. She just says, "Have a nice day." It's like, oh, they couldn't even. They, they should have done the whole damn yeah, thing. They yeah. couldn't even stick the fucking landing in this movie. Well, man. she's been through a lot, you guys. All right, cut her some slack. But anyway, she lights that flare, throws it in the the, the paint store. Yeah. in the mall, this and then that place just goes up as if there's like C four right. in there. I no. don't think it would explode like they made it explode. It would have caught on not. fire like that, but it would not have exploded also, the way it did. Also, I don't know, fire 
fire alarm. I keep hounding on this because the explosion is so comically big that like there's no fire. There's safety. explosion. There's explosions and fires all through this movie, and no fire alarms ever. So go So frustrating. It's like the to me that sucks. I wish they would have been. All it would have taken is a throwaway line to be like, "Oh shit, the robots turned off the fire like sprinklers," right? Because. I think if I were in that situation, the first thing I would have done is, oh, let's get a lighter, put it up to the sprinklers, have the fire department come. John McClane situation. Yes. Nakatomi Tower. Yeah. Exactly. Which probably would have happened in real life. Right. So all they would have had us do is exactly like in, uh, in Die Hard, be like, oh, robots rerouted that shit and it goes nowhere. They do point out that the, the, the robots have disabled the phones, though, earlier in the movie. Right. They do try to call out, and they're like, oh, the phones aren't working. But still, yes, the fire system should have alerted the fire department. But regardless, <laughs> that's the end of the movie. Now, we well, get a great no, scene. Right before, we, the dork is back alive. Ferdy's up oh, and that's running, right. and they kiss in the middle of the mall. And then we get credits. And the credits are great because we do that thing that happens in the 80s where they basically show like a clip of that person from the movie. They freeze frame it and then put their name below it. Love it. Now, they do that for every character. And then when they get to Susie, they show her head exploding. (laughs) Everyone has this great, beautiful shot of their face. And it's like so-and-so. That would have been uh, so-and-so. I believe that would have been Allison. Susie was Barbara Crampton. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Allison. And they basically, it's like, this character and it's like exploded head. It's not even her face. It's the mess of goo flying through the air. And I was like, wow, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, maybe, a great maybe shot she her. turned down Jim Ronoski on that date. Oh. So then he's like, I'll get back at you. Just, you don't get your face. You Boom. get your, your death. <laughs> you <laughs> or, can get your face back when you go on a date with me. Was Gross. it in the howling too, where they, sh- when they showed that lady take her top off 70,000 yes, times in the credits? That's the howling oh, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I love that movie. That movie's fucking bananas. Um, so in the credits at the very end, they actually have special thanks and they thank Sherman Oaks Galleria. And they also thank gasoline. <laughs> that is one of the things just listed as like such and such so and so catering gasoline I was like without need- <laughs> gasoline this movie would not have been possible <laughs> do we need to thank gasoline for this and they don't thank lightning now that's jacked <laughs> yeah, up you should be thinking lightning too in <laughs> your special effects department that had to draw that lightning over your film one of the special features is they interviewed it's 10 questions with the the robot the kill bot and it's all like what was it like working with director so-and-so and it's like he's a really nice guy i like him a lot he's really good they're like what do you think of the soundtrack and it's like it's fantastic this guy's a genius he's one of the best composers ever what was it like working with like Barbara Crampton and so-and-so? And it's like, they were fantastic. They're also easy on the eyes, which was great. We only saw the back of them most of the time, but that was okay if you know what I mean. And I was like, go gross, robot. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, they were running away from us. We only saw the back of them, uh, but that was okay. And, and the thing is, it's the director doing the voice because the director did the voice of the Killbots. Oh, okay. So, Guys, I'm great. starting to think this director might be a creep. <laughs> <laughs> you mean based on his filmography? He works with Roger Corman. 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 And he did Shark and Saw Women's Prison Massacre. Yeah, I think this guy might, you know, hey, if it works for him, yeah. that's his problem. But geez. Yeah. He's embracing that dirty old man lifestyle, I guess. You know, I, guess. I enjoyed the <laughs> fuck out of this movie, though. It's so it's so entertaining, I, but it's no like it's not crazy enough to be awesome. I would give it a light recommendation. I, I, I think there's better 80s movies out yeah. there. I didn't hate it. It was ridiculous. But it wasn't as enjoyable as something for me, like I said, Death Spa or Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2. Like, those are just way more fun. Yeah, I agree. Like, it's not, I mean, it is bad, but 
it's not unwatchable. It's just like if I were going to throw on a shitty 80s movie, to your point, like Death Spa did the same movie better. And I didn't even really like Death Spa. See our Death Spa episode. <laughs> and Hello, Mary Lou, which I did really like, uh, knocks it out of the park. Like that is the kind of bonkers You were all movies. over the place in the 80s, though. It's so hard to get a read. I know, I know. We need a chart. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> we need a tier list. Like we talked about, soundtrack slap. So add that to the chart. This is a slapper. Now, if I'm going to if I'm gonna recommend a mall movie with Dick Miller, I'm going to recommend Gremlins 2 over this one. Oh, safe bet. The week. Well, they're not in a mall. They're in a giant it's mall. Built. No, it's a giant it's office a mall. building. It's a big <laughs> it's a building mall. with a bunch of stores, Mark, but yeah, it's, it's not a mall. mall. It's not a mall. It's <laughs> it's not Trump Tower. What is it? Clamp Tower? Uh, oh, God. Dude, Tune it's in. more or less a mall. It's, it's like, so hard watching. Now you're splitting hairs. It's so it's hard mall. watching movies now when people like, they like, they like, you know, mimic or like, kind of like, oh, Trump. And you're yeah. just like, oh, God. Tune in for our next podcast, <laughs> Mall or Not. <laughs> mall or Not. Is it a mall? <laughs> so, Mark, would you recommend this movie? Uh, like, yeah, like I said, I'd give it a light recommendation. Yeah. A lazy Sunday afternoon. If it's free, definitely don't pay for this movie. Uh, go for it. I'd say if you're into 80s horror and you're into like the fun, crazy 80s horror, check out this movie. It's got a little bit of everything. There's some parts that you're just like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here, but the rest of it's like, it's entertaining enough to keep you going. Um, it does drag a little bit in the third act <laughs> until it gets like to the finale, but... Which, considering the movie's 76 minutes long with credits, it's tough for it to drag at all, but it really does. <laughs> so in 2018, Dread Central reported that Chopping Mall was getting a remake. Oh, nobody wants that. Now, I have not seen any news on it since, so I'm hoping it's dead in the water, but I'm going to read you this quote from the guy who was going to make it. My version of Chopping Mall that I wrote is totally supernatural. Instead of killer robots, there are these mannequins that are possessed by the souls of dead slaves that worked at a plantation that the mall was built over. What? That's what the oh, quote I mean, says. Look, that may or may not be a good movie, but why bother calling it Chopping Mall? Just call it its own shit. Just call it its own shit. There's not, like, Chopping Mall isn't this iconic horror brand that's going to bring in people like off the streets you know like just fucking yeah it's it's using a name to hopefully get people in to sit down and watch your film but the thing is is as soon as you remove killer robots it's not the movie anymore right it's just like the black christmas remake that just came yeah, out and don't in, wrong, in name that, alone that black christmas movie looked cool but it was it didn't seem like a black christmas movie they could have called it no, anything else and i think fraternity versus sorority yeah. it well, has satan nothing to satanic do with fraternity it. like there is right. satan worship and again like, nothing to do with a serial killer in your attic you're not going to attract new fans and you're going to attract fans of the movie you're naming it after who you're going to disappoint you're just setting yourself up for failure and i'm cool yeah. with you taking an existing property and tweaking it and making it your own thing like i'm really looking forward to jordan peele's Candyman. right i think he's going to like twist it on its ear enough to where it's like oh that's interesting but i think he's going to keep the core of what it is there's like a foundational you can't have like a freddy krueger movie and it doesn't involve dreams like then you're you're just making something new like it involves sleep apnea yeah no but it's a killer man that only shows up when you're high Right. <laughs> what if instead of him only being able to attack you in the dreams, you have to be awake? All right, great. You just made Jason. Like, you didn't make a Freddy Krueger movie. Well, there's a movie. I can't remember what it's called, but they thought Chopping Mall was kind of ripping that off. Uh, basically, where a guy gets trapped in a mall where there's um, guard attack dogs, and he's, they've trapped him in the thing. Instead of robots, it's dogs. Like, it's like killer attack dogs. Yeah, it was called Trapped. Trapped. That's trapped. what it was. Trapped. Um, and so a lot of people were like, like the similarities and the guy was like, we've never seen Trapped when we started writing um, Chopping Mall, which I can believe. It's not a super unique storyline. Trapped line. in the mall, something's trying to kill you is yeah. not a wildly original that, that concept. concept. Yeah, it's not unique, but 
yeah, I don't think they should. They're going to remake it. At least make it robot. It's like when they did the fucking Child's Play thing. They took out the voodoo. Yeah. It's like, it's still technically Child's Play, but like when you do that, you lose something unique about it. Yeah. Well, here's hoping that never happens. <laughs> or if it does happen, that it's actually like good and it's not necessarily the mannequin thing. That mannequin story sounds interesting. I'd see that yeah. as a horror movie, but like, I don't think it needs to be Chopping Mall. No, not at all. Well, if one thing, this uh, Chopping Mall movie has made me want to go back and rewatch the 1995 movie Evolve which also had a killer robot. So. There you go. And I learned about Short Circuit too. So uh, I think we all win here. There's We've all won of, something here. There's plenty of good robot movies to go watch. Well, unless you guys have anything else. Nope. We'll call it a day on Chopping Mall. Thanks for listening. Let us know what you think of Chopping Mall. And then you can tell us at our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find more Grave Talk podcast content at gravetalk.com. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Yeah, she goes.